Welcome to the Coin Op Cowboys, the podcast where four guys explore the absurdities of everyday life, sharing our entertaining experience and insights on a variety of topics. Hello, Coin Opians. This week, Chris delves into the history of a U.S. classic, the Stone Brewing Company. Can you guess which brewing site Ryan hates most? We'll find out. But first, Stephen discusses a coveted group that accepts only the best and brightest minds in fantasy football. We'll discuss their traditions and experiences the group has had over the years. We even find out which cowboy fingers his CD to make him hard. Huh. Drop us a line if you want your comments and mail read on air. Like, subscribe, follow, and rate us. Be sure to spread the word about this episode to your friends. You don't want to miss this one. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Basically, anywhere you get your favorite entertainment. We release a new episode every week, so take a listen to past episodes and get all cut up, because you deserve it. Now, I just, I just switched cameras to the main stage. We were talking about video games just a minute ago. Let's hop on over and see, uh, let's see what they're talking about. Star, Starfield is that other game that we played where you had to, like, fly through the galaxy? That no, no, that's one No Man's Sky. Oh, not the same? It's similar. No this Man's has, like, Sky a, has like, a cyberpunk vibe No to Man's it. Sky is lame. It, it's just, Unless uh, you just want to get, it's just Fallout in space. Unless you want to get high and just mine minerals for days. Or, uh, play it in your VR headset, baby. Yeah, I like it. So, I won't pick my bones just yet, but I got bones to pick. Yeah, I can't wait to hear. What'd you say, Angel? I can't wait to hear them. So, can can we do a mic check before we start to make sure everyone's mic qualities are in, are in good standing? Sure, dude. Mic check one two one two. Oh, Stephen, turn turn the turn the gain down. <laughs> you you sound good to be Stephen. Oh my God, Angel, what say you? Yeah, you're pretty good. You're pretty good. What's right. the little dial on the bottom? Fuck. All right, my turn. All the way Testing. up. Testing. All the way up. Let's keep it in the mid because you come in and out. Testing. Testing. A little loud. I got the biggest penis in this group. Testing. Testing. Now, are we measuring length or girth? Or Is both? This, both. Is this acceptable? Oh, you think you're thicker than me? Is this? I know for a fact I'm thicker. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. You may be longer than me, but not thicker than me. That's a fact. All right. How's the audio quality? Am I am I good to go? Do I have the green light? You're peaking like crazy, but so no. That's better gonna, than what you were doing before. I'm taking that as a no. I'm, no, I'm you're turning, doing great. I'm turning a knob to the left. Is it getting it's better? Good or right worse? now. <laughs> it's actually Perfect. there, 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 there. All right. Is this acceptable? Yes. Yeah, that's actually really good. All right. See, there is a knob. Dude. Of course, there's a knob. All you guys are talking about is knobs. Are there a pair of uh, knobs? All right. Uh, can we get a mic check on uh, Christopher? Uh, this is Chris. And uh, I've been told I like to dangle. And Ryan is no match for me on Super Smash Brothers. Oh, fuck you. I would fuck you up. <laughs> no, you would not. A hundred percent. I would leave you. Stand no chance, Ryan. How much money do you, how, how much money you want to put on this, Chris? Dude, a solid $13. How about we do this? How about when we collect the $500 each from my brother, you and I challenge each other to Smash Brothers for winner takes all immediately oh. after. Then then after after we decide a winner, let's take the $1000 and put it on black in Vegas. Okay. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, there's a new game on the Xbox Game Pass uh tectonica oh i thought you were gonna say starfield and i was gonna lose my shit on you <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's 
going on because because I bring up a game and you go, I have no interest in that, and then three weeks later, you go, Hey guys, have you heard of this game? It's really great. Yeah, <laughs> Baldur's Gate. Are you talking about Baldur's Gate? Yes, I am. Well, I had no interest until my brother said, "Hey, I'm going to be playing with some people. Are you interested?" And I said, "Yeah." So, not? are you playing it entirely in co-op? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm trying it out in single player just to try out some of the classes because uh, this is kind of a it, it's kind of frustrating how there's really deep lore in some of the game and not in the other. For example, like with paladins, they have a, a the thing where you can break your oath and you become an oath breaker, eventually becoming a death knight. And that's, I think why paladins are really popular versus what I want to be, which is a blade singer. It's a mage who wields magic and a sword and they don't have that yet. So we're just trying things out. Did you get that? Did you get to act three yet? What? I'm not playing Diablo. I'm not talking about Diablo. I'm talking about Boulder's Gate three. Oh, that probably there's three acts. I didn't know there were act one, act two, and act three i know what if you want to be a paladin that like you know has really um gay thoughts that he can't can't think because it gets against his religion and everything he does is for the lord you can have sex with a bear steve the dragon i want to i want to fuck the dragon (laughs) (laughs) okay you made sweet love to the dragon i also want to Fuck the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I read that the game falls apart in Act Three. Oh, I don't know. I like it, like it's super buggy and not finished. And everybody gave it good reviews because they only played to like Act Two because it's so big. <laughs> and then everyone got the Act Three and it started falling apart. Revise, revise. I really like it because it's really like D anD D, like more than Celasta. Uh, Celasta's shit. What? Yeah, it's not that great. I thought it was it's not a good game compared, anyway. Compared to Baldur's Gate, Celasta is not that great. Baldur's Gate's where it's Ryan at. hates all good games. That's just what That's I'm not true. Play. I used to play Baldur's Gate 2 and Icewind Dale and Neverwinter Nights. Those are like my first PC games. And those are like legit computer RPGs. Celasta is not an RPG. It's just a combat. It's a D&D combat simulator. So that's all I want it to be. I just want to play Monkey Island. Sea of Thieves. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> sea of Thieves. Oh yeah, the one uh, that Ryan have been has been like, oh man, I'm going to be all on board. And then when it comes out, eh. I love yeah. Sea of Thieves, the, but I also hate it at the same time. I feel like I've just seen everything it has to offer me at this point. In my because life. the only fun that you have while playing it is the fun you create. There's no like, I don't know. You're not building up anything. If like I'm a very I'm very into like building up a character, building up. Uh, a ship like for me sea of thieves would be amazing if i could level up my ship and i could level up my character maybe get a better gun something like that but it's always the same sandbox you play in just maybe you could get like a different outfit or something you're just in it for the grind no you want to grind i want to i want a little more competition and i feel i guess you could just say well the competition is just how good are you at combat versus the other person it's always a level playing field but you know. I'm not a I'm not a fan of its cosmetic only progression. Yeah, same thing I'm saying, right? Like every island is the same. Like there's some cool quests we have to cooperate and like look at art to like find things and what. Like that's all cool. It's repetitive. But eventually, it's, it's it's yeah. It's, I feel like been there done. Which that. is funny because is it is a fun game and I've had some really amazing times playing that game, but I feel like it's not something I can keep going back to. Uh, the diminishing returns on it are just 
more than another game. Yeah. Anyways, the, the issue I have is I'm not very good at the game. Like I'm not very good at PVP oh. or PVE, but I'm really good at drinking a lot under the deck. Yeah. So that's what I do. And I am killing it, dude. We're at like, what? I don't know. <laughs> and you like sit for five minutes and you get an achievement. You, there's so many little stupid achievements and I just want to find all the stupid achievements because I'm really bad at the game. Uh, Yeah. I, but there's no reward for doing all that hard work. I mean, you get, you get the, the flex, right? You get the little thing. I guess the title. That is true. I really enjoyed the, um, I really enjoyed when it had the, um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean quest. Those are really cool. Oh, when you were in Disneyland, that was good. I like. Did that. everybody get into that game because of that one like viral like TikTok or Instagram video where like everybody's on a ship and then all of a sudden the pirate ship comes out of nowhere and they're like, "Oh my god, that's <laughs> the one, <laughs> Captain!" Ah! Raw panic. As yeah, soon as that I saw going. that, I was like, "I need to play that game." <laughs> I got into it when it first came out years ago. I tried to. I got. I tried to play with Alex and Tony, and then we got into it for a little bit. And then right when we were going to turn in our loot, we got hit with a crack, and he was like, no more. <laughs> I can't do this. It took too long. I don't even care about turning in loot because I never spend my money. Yeah, I don't think I've ever bought anything. Ooh, parrot. And clothing for the parrot. Yeah. Why do I have no room on my computer? Too much porn. Porn. You need a better computer. Clearly. Like, I don't have enough hard drive space to download fucking Starfield. Maybe you have another hard drive you need to install it on. Why are you playing Starfield? I'm going to download it. Because he wants to fly, he wants to fly a, he wants to fly a spaceship. You should download Tectonica. No. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Number one, it's in game preview. I don't play unfinished games. I know my buddy Ooh. was trying to get me it's into beneath some... you. This, this is fucking God damn it, Angel. This is just fucking Minecraft. It's it's not Minecraft. It's but not it's, Minecraft. But it's like round 3D Minecraft. <laughs> it's, um, it's like that one game I try to get you guys to play with reverse psychology, but it didn't work. Oh, I thought that no, was uh, Tectonica. No, um, it's like the same thing. My buddy, it's automating to... um, production. Oh, you're you're satisfactory. There you go. Have you guys heard of <clears throat> Wayfinder? <clears throat> no, that sounds familiar. What is that? Is it a Viking game? It's just uh um, that's a good guess. It's like a new MMO. My buddy's trying to get me into it, but it's like an early access bullshit game. And I'm just like, no, dude, I, I'm so tired of fucking with early access crap. Oh yeah. Like let me pay for you to develop your game. Yeah. Just make a fucking game. It it looks like wow. Looks like updated wow. Yeah. I think it was like all your powers are tied to your weapon or something, that kind of concept. And any character can use any weapon. I don't know. It's just saying. Yeah. So it launched on August 19th and it says Wayfinder developers apologize for rough launch. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. There's like, there's like, ma- there's like, everybody says the same thing. It was like massive server issues and queues and the game was fun, but like it would take forever to get in the game. So people were like just review bombed it. And so if you look on Steam, like all the reviews are like overwhelmingly negative. <laughs> I want another really but, good Dragon Ball Z game. Just a nice fighting game. What was the last good Dragon Ball Z game though? I feel like haven't they been rough? Well, I remember playing it a long time ago and it was so good. The Dragon Ball Z Fighters is supposed to be really good. I've never watched a gut I never watched one episode of Dragon Ball Z and I never played any Dragon Ball Z games. Wow. No, nor have Whoa, I. Dude, That's a shame. Such a badge of honor. Look at that badge of honor you wear. Hey guys, everyone look at Stephen with his badge and of that, honor. And that makes us good contributing members of society, Angel. We're not scums of the earth is that it, wear Steelers hats. You too, Ryan? It too? 
I was a Pokemon kid, dude. I didn't fuck with Dragon Ball Z. I was very loyal to the Pokemon franchise. I did everything Pokemon. And then... Uh, so was I. And then when I got out of That's that, because I don't remember what I did. I was a Pokemon master. Pokemon is the very best that ever was. Yeah. I had all eight gym badges at our my local card shop. I think I went from Pokemon into Magic the Gathering and Diablo 2. Ooh, that's where we split. But I... Yeah, mm. I played the game a little bit, but... Yeah, and then it was mostly like like Blizzard games after that. StarCraft and... Diablo 2 and then wow very cool yeah all right all right guys let's go ahead and get started i have a question for each one of you look at you so excited so full of energy from the day's heat and uh excitement and your life and everything going on sip that coffee ryan you fucking sip that coffee. tell me more it's not coffee what are you drinking ryan tea, tea. what is it tea oh your video's lagging weird. way bad <laughs> Oh, it's probably because I'm downloading Starfield. Let me fix that. <laughs> oh, my God. Probably shouldn't download 170. The bandwidth, Ryan. 170 gigabytes while we're doing this. It's, How dare you? I'm just going to play it on my X- Xbox anyway. That's so funny. It's like a five-second delay. How do I pause this download? Oh, yeah. All right. I have a question for each one of you. We're going to go in order because you guys show up in order. Um, the question is, a day as an object... If you could experience a day as any inanimate object, which would you choose and why? I'll repeat the question again. A day as an object. If you could experience a day as any inanimate object, which would you choose and why? We're going to start with the first person in line right next to me, Chris. What up, cowboys out there? I would happily be a aeroplane so that I can see the world. I can see the conspiracy theories uh, starting on the inside, and I can get a lot of good entertainment by upset uh, people getting crammed together in a small shell. Cool. Thank you, Chris. And why do you think... All right. Um, no, go ahead. I, go ahead, Steve. I, I want to be before Steven. His pronunciation of aeroplane. <laughs> can we all just say airplane like normal people? Do we have to say aeroplane? I, I believe in airplane as well, Stephen. It's aerodynamic, Stephen. Aeroplane? It's airplane. I like aeroplane. All right. It's fucking airplane. Hey, your latency's getting better. Because I stopped downloading. All right. Go, Ryan. Ryan, you're next. All right. I wanted to go first yeah, okay. before Stephen because I feel like we're going to go in the same direction. <laughs> but I would be Jennifer Love Hewitt's dildo. Oh, you goddamn motherfucker! <laughs> same, same, same idea, different uh, owner of said dildo. Oh, no. <laughs> I would. Uh, I'll, I'll get to mine when it's my turn. But go ahead, Ryan. Explain your why, Ryan. But in two thousand five. Oh, okay. Why? Because that's when she was Jennifer Love Big Tits, and she was all the Would rage. you have okay. any fear that she would break you in the process? I would hope she would break Sure me. hope she would. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not easily broken, Ryan? She'd have to try real hard. Take it real deep. <laughs> Take it real deep. Twist it around. <laughs> so... So so when, she's, so when she's done with you and put you in the drawer, how many other people, inanimate object vibrators are in the drawer with you i would be the only one because i'm the best one the best the biggest and the darkest what country would you be manufactured in taiwan good choice god fucking damn it (laughs) it's like crazy it's fucking bullshit okay (laughs) (laughs) thanks ryan thank you for that Mm -hmm. Uh, tough to follow up steven 
All right. Well, being the dildo of one Sydney Sweeney would definitely come across my mind. But yeah, it's uh, going to need a Google. <laughs> There's a long list of people I'd want to be a dildo for, but uh, she came to my mind first. What does Sydney Sweeney do? She, she, oh, Euphoria. She she ruined herself for me. Oh, I saw her first in the that. Oh, 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 oh. What was that show? Was that what was that show, Stephen? Oh, White Lotus. Or the theme song is like. Oh. White Lotus. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like the most annoying character in the world in that show. So she's forever associated. She's one of the only blonde women that I'm like attracted to. Anyways, if I can't be the dildo of one of my favorite celebrities, um, I'm going to definitely be the doorknob on Epstein's Island's front door back when it was in its heyday yikes so i can so i can see who the motherfuckers were that, <laughs> that i'm writing this yeah. down in my in my doorknob i would want to be like a doorknob on like somewhere like but 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 doorknobs don't have eyeballs oh, come on vibrators don't have fucking feelings or eyeballs or senses <laughs> you're not gonna what the fuck the point i'm assuming you're just like living as this thing with our senses so I want to be a doorknob on a door to like a really secret society, and I want to see the fucks in there and what they do. Very cool. You know, you know, Stephen, you got really close there with something, but I feel like you 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 missed the mark on being just a little bit more specific. Uh, doorknob on Epstein's island. How about the bed sheet in Epstein's uh, prison cell? Oh, that would be good. Too. I thought you were going to say the bed sheet in his island, but like, dude, I don't want to see what the fuck with nasty, evil stuff they do in that room. <laughs> dude, I'll just look at it. But you could totally sort it out if he, if he, uh, you know, how he carried out killing himself. Yeah, no, I could. But I would just be another one of the people on the internet saying, well, he hung himself. And then they'd be like, yeah, well, you don't know that. It's like, what credibility do I have? I don't think I've seen anyone on the internet actually think that he hung himself. There's a lot of people on the internet that say it with a lot of confidence. Doesn't mean they have any proof. I've it's never just all speculation. Seen anyone say that other than official fake CNN articles? No, everybody just says the same thing. The guards were asleep, and there's no video recording, and, and blah 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 blah. And it's just like, okay, that's a lot of weird coincidences. That sounds fishy, and that's where it's left. I need. I, I'm going to carry out a Are test right not, now, Stephen. <clears throat> okay. Sure, carry it out. All right, I want you to say "hear you" as soon as I say "clap, clap." What do you want me to say? "Hear you." He wants you to clap when he says no, "clap." I'm gonna say "clap" and you say "I hear you." He's got clap. Oh, I hear you. Oh, there's like a 30 second delay from when I talk and you guys hear me. Okay, I was like, thought you're doing some weird tests. Yeah, so I could have told you that. You have like a, you have like a five second latency. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's pretty bad. You want to jump out and right, I'm going to log back into this thing. What about for being an inanimate object? What about you be one of those, like, uh, the, those air guy, uh, the tarp guys outside of, uh, car dealerships, the whole, like, <laughs> waving, waving inflatable arms. Yeah, there you go. You no, know, it'd be also pretty cool as being a freaking comet. That's just zooming around the fucking solar system. That'd be pretty sick. True. But, but would you feel like you're zooming? I mean, you, you, from our point of view, you would be, but it might, you know, might take you a while before you feel like you get close to something. All right, Sir Buzzkill. <laughs> it's telling you how it is. <laughs> you know, back. oh, you it's... know, Stevie, you know, it'd be a great one. 
my golf ball. So I actually know where it lands. All right, Steven, Steven, let's try this again. Clap, dude. Okay, it's like instantaneous. All right, we're good. I always wish I knew that. Like when it goes off into the bushes, I'm like, where exactly in the bushes is it? Because it's definitely here somewhere, but I'll never find it. That's what I was saying. Like, I think the coolest superhero a few episodes back, I think the coolest superhero power would just be to instantly just know where things are located. Boom. Oh, it's right here. Yeah. Then Angel could find his cock. Hey, oh. A very good gentleman. I'm going to round it out with a coffee machine. Gay. Not as gay as uh, everything you said. <laughs> but what what grind setting are you on, Angel? Oh, I grind it all day, baby. <clears throat> I grind it all day. Max levels. Let's go. We don't stop. Can't stop. Who's going to carry the boats, baby? Who's going to carry the boats? Why? Because I like to know that I inspire people to have energy and and i just want to see people at their worst so that i know later whatever i whatever impact i have on them it's going to be oh, it's going to be positive oh really i i, I thought it's because you wanted to see down the barista shirt when she was making the <laughs> the espressos oh that too that too yeah you know how many uh, women make coffee fucking naked it's great and dudes too that's unfortunate but you know what you pay for it you know give and take worth it it's only for a day so thank you all very much for your answers and questions and and answers answers let's call it answers Okay, this other game, by the way, it's like Terraria, and I hate it. It's called Far World Pioneers. It's a goddamn ugly game, and I'm not a fan. Far World Pioneers. I mean, they're yeah. they're just the name of the game is messed up. They might want to start with getting that sorted out. Yeah, it's just like Terraria. Okay, let's pull up the randomizer. Hold on, Angel. Uh-oh. You're being very rude to our audience. Uh... Yeah. We haven't said hello. That was supposed to be the the, the, the hello, everyone. Chris gave a hello. No, you didn't I, say hello I, to them. I, You're I, being I didn't rude. say hello. I wasn't told to introduce I... myself. So what's up, Coinopions? It's your boy. Rizy. I feel like you're swagger jacking right now, dude. You're really taking my stick. All right. I can't with Ryan. If you could be okay. uh, any sort of skin ointment, what would you be and why? Uh, hydrocortisone. <laughs> oh. ah. Why? Why that one, Ryan? That why gets, hydro? Why the itchy one? Hydrocortisone gets put put where all the rashes are, baby. Oh, dude, what the fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I once had a doctor, and no matter what I went to for, he just said put hydrocortisone on it. Okay. <laughs> Did it work? It's like the Greek dad of doctors. I got AIDS. I'm, I have no issues now. Yeah. I say, hey, doc, I, I think I have herpes. Like, Everybody has herpes. Put hydrocortisone on it. Like, oh, okay. That'll work. <laughs> Isn't that what they told you after you like had sex with the Irish chick and you burned or yeah. something? Uh-huh. <laughs> and you walked around all of New York or something with chafing your dick? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was for weeks afterwards, he said. It was like months. It was months. <laughs> Dude, I could not handle my penis hot and oh, hot for that months. That reminds me of one time we were at the beach when I was a kid, and we just played in the sand all day, but I got sand and shit up my shorts. But I was a kid, so I just kept running around, running around, running around everywhere. And, dude, the tip of my dick got so fucking beat up. <laughs> dude, it was, like, swollen. I'm like a kid, and I'm like, Mom, like, something's wrong with my weenie. <laughs> You had to look at it. <laughs> Dude, it's still, I feel like I have a scar, scar to this day. Wow. 
what the fuck? You just grinded your penis on sand oh, for just, hours. Like, rubbing it against sandpaper for like hours <laughs> upon hours. Oh. <laughs> so how much of your dick, like, so how much shorter is your dick now <laughs> as an adult based on that trauma? Just right at right, right at my pee hole, I have some scar tissue. It's great. I'll show you sometime oh. if you ask. All right. Oh, oh you're going to say it's as sharp as a pencil. It just looks like it a healed pencil. pretty good, but it's still some evidence. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> you guys ever had a never had a good chafe on my penis? No, or even on your thighs. Like, I mean, I'm not a skinny guy, so I would like. I remember times of you know rubbing my thighs together a bit and getting some. Uh, Oh, for sure. I get, I've gotten plenty of thigh teeth. It's thigh terrible. Teeth. So, yeah. so I did a tough mutter. I did a few tough mutters one time. And this, this first tough mutter that I did, I got, uh, I was wearing a shirt that was like the same texture as like a basketball jersey. You know, it's got like kind of like has a lot of holes in it. And I kid you not, by the end of that thing, my nipples hurt so bad. <laughs> and I remember lifting my shirt and I saw there was a piece, a small piece of the tip of my nipple missing because it got grated <laughs> off. So first I had of all, for it to grow back. marathon runner. You can't win a marathon without uh, chafing some nipples. Dude, you get like bloody nipples if you wear the wrong stuff at marathons. It's like a real thing. Like if you Google it, you'll see bloody nipple pictures. And then also, what was I going to say after that? Did you see the news on the Tough Mudder? How everybody has got staff infections from fucking the Tough Mudder? <laughs> it was three three hundred and fifty people complained about staff infections and bad pimples. <laughs> and bad pimples. Yeah, it, it was it was just like these people like their arm. It just had like these white bumps all over them, and and it's, everyone kept saying, "Yeah." As I was crawling, I kept smelling manure. Well, <laughs> when you're sweating that much, you know that your jacuzzi can give you that kind of stuff too. But like if you don't keep a good jacuzzi because you, you, you sweat, you're getting hot, your pores open, and then the b- bacteria from the tough mudder going in the mud pits or whatever gets into your pores and then it gets trapped in there. The jacuzzi too, I had a jacuzzi in my backyard and I guess I didn't keep the chemicals good enough. I just would put chlorine, but I wasn't testing it. And I'm, I noticed after a couple of times being in the jacuzzi, like my armpit would get these nasty, like big old pimple, like cyst-like pimple things. And I was like, oh my God, what the fuck is this shit? And I started Googling like jacuzzi and stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, if you have a, if your jacuzzi isn't properly chlorinated, then uh, you'll get like, what's, I forget what it's called. Like there's a term for it, but like jacuzzi pimple. Yeast infection. <laughs> jacuzzi pimple. I'm going to look up the term. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your TikTok's going to get wild after that search. <laughs> hot tub folliculitis. There you go. Oh, baby. I had a yeast infection once from a hot Me tub. Me too. Guys can get that. Yeah, from football. I, I had to take a vinegar bath. I took medication. Did you know that like wrestlers can get like herpes infections on their like outside, like on their neck and skin and forehead and wherever? Like those like wrestling mats get really fucking nasty and like herpes simplex, like a version of it spreads through it. Yeah, yeah. Like some some all the wrestlers in high school always had a ringworm and shit. yeah, like this. So it's a fucking nasty. Yeah, Ugh, dude, what the. They get a lot of nasty shit because they're just like rolling around and probably cutting themselves up and rolling in everybody's sweat. <laughs> Some dude got kicked off a UFC show because he had herpes on his neck. <laughs> That's, that. And I was like, I didn't know you could get herpes on your neck. I don't know why I pictured it like a big tattoo. More you learn. All right. When I, when I was in high school, I had a t-shirt that had an, like a, a logo. But it was like right where the nipple was, but it was like an extra hard like logo. 
So anytime I wear that shirt, I had one nipple just to be like completely sore by the end of the day. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. How do we get on this random shit? <laughs> it was you, dude. It's all about nipples. Hey, Angel, before you spin your wheel, I made a promise to a listener today. You did? Yes. That sucks. You see, <laughs> why are you making promises? He, I promised him I'd relay a message. He's very disappointed in us. Okay. Yes. Is he? Or in me? Oh, go ahead. He, you know, we, we promise to deliver weekly episodes to our listeners, you know, you know, cut our recordings in half. And he says we haven't uploaded since August 21st. It is now the 31st. That's true. It's supposed to be Monday. Yeah. Our last episode is not only an hour. It's like an hour 45. <laughs> so it's like almost two hours because we talked a lot. And I've been really very disappointed. In us. Yeah, so that's <laughs> hire, hire, yeah, so, yeah, hire yeah. some child labor from like Sri Lanka to fucking start pumping these out. Yeah. Yeah. What about the, uh, yeah. what about the Cowboys uh, weight loss challenge? I, I won. Try it. You did not win. See the numbers. You I, look don't, like I, I don't have numbers. I don't have time to weigh myself. Ryan, it's the 21st century. You don't have access to a scale. I don't buy it. You can get a fifteen dollars one. I do have access one. to the scale. It's at the gym. Buy a twenty dollars one on Amazon. Ryan, I was really disappointed that when I said go down to the grocery store, you did not understand what I was talking about. <laughs> I didn't either. What I said I said about? go down to the grocery store. Go to the produce section. There's a scale there. Nothing. Crickets. Well, yeah. That's what you meant. That that was. It. I was really busy at work. the The last day of the month is my busiest day of the of the of the month. Hey, ask me if I care. I know you don't care yourself. Hey, Stephen, go do to you care? Guy, no, go to the store and buy a goddamn. <laughs> <store>. <laughs> you don't even have to go to the store. You go on Amazon and get one for thirteen dollars, <laughs> and then I'll return it. <laughs> yes, weigh yourself you one time and then you return it. It's fucking. There is a five dollar and fifty nine cent scale on Amazon. Oh, oh, I'm 100% returning these stupid <laughs> adapters that we bought. They go to Europe. The moment we get back, they're going back to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm borrowing mine from Chris. Hey, yo. Ryan, you need adapters? That's awesome. We have two. <laughs> All right, let's spin this. Let's spin this wheel. Spin your fucking wheel, Angel. Oh, yeah. Spinning, 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 spinning. I better be first. Whoop, whoop. Shocker. It's always Steven. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for Mafia Wars update number three. <laughs> no update yet. We are about to enter into Governor War Three, so I'll let you know oh, how baby. that one goes. Did, did you make up with the thruple? I actually did. I, I'll have another. <laughs> one they pri- they messaged me oh recently to to come. Uh, they like a group. Well, you know, <laughs> no, that's their pronoun. Uh, they them uh, invited <laughs> me to play on a new, like, brand new server with them. So I created like a brand new character that is like super shitty, and I don't really care about. But I said hi to them. I was really hoping you're going to say they they invited you to their house for the weekend. Oh no! I'll let I'll let all the <laughs> the stuff build, and then when I drop the episode of uh, update number three, it'll have some juicy goss in it. But not today, boy. Well, you know what would be best is if somehow they like stumbled upon our po- podcast oh. on Spotify <laughs> and realized I would have so much <laughs> anger. I feel like they would be able to find out who I am at that point. <laughs> Oh man, it'd be bad. That would be bad. I'm sure they reverse looked all these fucking photos you've sent them. Yeah, but now he has facial hair. They don't. They won't recognize him. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is true. All righty, shall I get into this? And away we go. Hey there, everyone! It's your favorite coinopian, Steezy. Hold for applause. Hold for applause. 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are the listeners Cornopians or are we Cornopians? We're, we're cowboys, Angel. We're cowboys. He oh, said wait. it's your favorite Cornopians. It's your favorite Steezy. cowboy, Steezy. You know, I, I, I feel like I am one of the Cornopians. That's why I get it mistaken quite often. Anyways, Angel, for my topic <laughs> this time, I'm going to explore the depths of a specific uh, thing that I hold near and dear to my heart. And I'm going to talk about my own personal journey I've had with it. And uh, there's no better time to do it than right now. You know why? Because it's football season. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you're going to talk about? Okay, Angel. uh, This is not just an ordinary week that we're recording this podcast on. This week marks the end of a long, arduous journey. Months of hard work. All my studying, research, and preparation, it's all done. And it's time for the real tests. That's right. It is the end of the offseason, and I, along with most of America, is drafting a fantasy football team. Uh, I'm going to stop you right there. You said most of America? Yeah. All right. I'm going to Google how many Americans watch football. What do you think it's going to say? Big number. Dude, I would say 50% of people in America watch one football game a year. At least, I would say that one in one hundred people play in a fantasy football league, and that's probably so. Maybe more than that. Don't for, don't forget, Ryan. He said he did his homework. The average viewership of a regular season NFL game is sixteen million people. Yeah. What what percentage What's, of a, oh here we go here we go yeah. what percentage of people of Americans watch football? Eighteen to thirty four. Thirty five percent are avid fans, thirty one percent casual yeah. fans. The Super Bowl gets like two hundred million. So I'd say that's the pretty Super close Bowl gets 50. like 150 million, 200 million viewers. Okay, so the Super Bowl or just regular season? I said one game a season. And listen, a lot of people who don't even watch football still play in their office fantasy football league. A lot of people play in a fantasy football or some sort of like football betting thing. A lot of people do. Yeah. Anyway, I'm derailing your topic. Yeah, I apologize. You are derailing. And for that, I call you a bastard. <laughs> just justifying your obsession. Go ahead. I don't even want to do the rest of my topic. <laughs> well, cool. Shorter episode. Yeah. Next, sure. spin the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, Ryan, uh, like most of America, fantasy football has been a big part of my life. And I discovered it in 2007. But I was curious, and I was wondering if you guys know, what year did fantasy football, football, not baseball, ew, what years, or like, give me like a decade, was uh, fantasy football originating? Easy peasy, 1962. You cunt. You looked it up. You looked it up. I, I didn't do shit. <laughs> I didn't do shit. How the fuck would you just know? Prove it. It's in the, well, I know it. shit. It's in the, I went to college, Steven. Yeah, it shows. Um <laughs> Most of America went to college, Ryan, so I don't know what you're trying to prove about that. Would you say 50%, Steve? I'd say like uh, 35%. Let's yeah. look it up. Anyways, yes, Ryan. And fantasy football dates back to the 1960s. And I was thinking, how the fuck did they manage to put all the stats and convert them to points and all that stuff back then? And they did it through the newspaper. For 30 years. Like, I mean, electronic fantasy football didn't come out till 2000, right? Uh, 1990s was the digital age, which is all we'll get into next, but okay. very briefly. But yeah, like back then they would use a newspaper to look at all the scores. You know, the, the sports section would have the football game and like stats, like the box score. And then you'd use that to convert it. I'm like, damn, dude, like the commissioner had to put in a lot of work. What did he send? Like snail mail out to each one of his people? Like, oh, this is your standing. 
you know, that's, that's crazy. So, uh, fast forward to the nineties, what Chris was alluding to was like the, the digital age, um, fantasy leagues took off, you know, you could play with anybody in the world. You got all the stats on the internet. Um, I wonder what the viewers, I didn't watch football in the nineties too much other than my chargers back in San Diego. So I don't know how people watched, uh, I don't know how widespread all the games were. If you could go to like a bar and watch like all the different games like you can now, but fantasy football took off in the nineties. The internet brought like websites that you could do all your scoring on um, ESPN. But now we're in just a lap of luxury, aren't we, Chris? Oh gosh. Yeah. Even if I don't want it it, newsfeed updates get pushed to my phone from five different sources. I mean, it's almost too much at this point. You're just inundated constantly with just uh, fact after fact, after information, after someone's opinion, after training camp, uh, review this and this guy's hurt, breaking updates, updates, updates all the time. Like you're surrounded by it. You, you know, you know, Steven did one thing that I noticed specifically this year, this is the, um, I feel like I discovered TikTok like within the last year, yeah. I've kind of glanced through it. So I noticed, uh, before I would do all my normal research, fantasy football research on the internet. But now as I'm flipping through TikTok, it's spitting out so many fantasy football videos, but the problem is it's overload and they're pointing against each other in every possible direction that I feel like it is not helpful. This is my sidebar on the TikTok advice bullshit. Half of the videos are just like some teenager with some backwards cap fucking getting on there like doing these are my busts for the year blah blah blah. They don't even know anything about football but they just you know want to make a video and try to become like an influencer. So there's just a lot of people on there just spitting a lot of nonsense like I ignore most of it but you know, there is definitely access to information everywhere, no matter if you're trying to find it or not, which, I mean, that's another subject, but like, I think for somebody like me who spends time researching the game and like, I read a lot of expert, expert analysis that like, it almost just kind of robs me of my advantage that I used to have because everybody has all this information all the time now, but makes the game more neutral. But anyway, so yeah, I I would agree. I would agree with that, Stephen. I feel like for for years I've been a big fan of Fantasy Pros. Yeah. Um, that's like the website that I like subscribe to, and I I v- highly value their information. But now I realize, at, you know, in the past they were just on their one website. Now they have a YouTube connection. They have a TikTok connection. They have a Spotify. They have this. So all that information that I thought I was clever to go find is actually getting pushed out to the masses. And I'm running into people who are saying like, Oh yeah, I was just watching this like fantasy pro video and this, that, and the other. Yeah. It's, it's crazy now, but like, I, I wanted to bring up this topic because every year, um, you know, a lot of people get together and I'll just kind of take it back to when I first started. Uh, and I can get your guys' input on it too. Cause some of you guys are involved with this <clears throat> with me. So, uh, it all goes back to when I joined, um, the Cal Poly, the civil engineering clubs on campus. Um, I was playing fantasy football already and played with a lot of my friends and enjoyed crushing my friends in any sort of competition. So it was really addicting for me to like combine my football passion with my, you know, like competitive ed, like whatever. And uh, I joined these clubs and the first thing I noticed were they were all talking about fantasy football. And I was like, hell yeah, these are my people. And so we got talking and they're like, well, we want to make a league this year for just civil engineers at Cal Poly. Just, and I was like, let's do it. So one of my buddies, Matt, he was like, I'm going to set up a league. 
and he set up the league and uh, we ran it and all the people joined it and it was a shit show. It was just like people who didn't know about football and people who did. And we nicknamed the league, the shit show because just a lot of dumb stuff happened in that league. And the commissioner, Matt was like, I'm not doing this again. Everybody's a bunch of idiots. I'm not doing it. And I was like, I'll do it. Like I'll be the commissioner. No problem. So after a year of Matt doing it, he handed it off to me and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this the best league in the world. And so I had this idea. I was like, I wanted it to be bigger than just a little Sunday fun day fuck around with engineers. I wanted it to be a way to like connect, you know, laugh, talk shit and like hang out with everybody, but also make it competitive and make it worth some money. So we scooted up all that, all that, the buy-ins and stuff. So um, some of the ways that I like turn this league into something bigger um, uh, when we would do the draft to draft all the players, like we're doing this weekend, we would hold the draft in whoever's hometown wanted to host it. And after college, our friends all went to like different cities. So this was a really cool way to travel, but also a fun way to keep everybody like hanging out after college. So we ended up drafting in Anchorage, Alaska. We drafted in Seattle, uh, San Diego, Denver, Kansas City, Los Angeles. I don't know if I'm forgetting any places, Chris. I think that's all of them. Yeah, all the fun ones at least. And, uh, you know, and in the future, who knows? You know, we like created this... Uh, really fun group that got together every year and you know it was a beautiful thing um not only did we travel but i would uh also make sure that every year we had a theme a silly theme or whatever so instead of it just being fantasy football it'd be like fantasy football uh goes to war fantasy football pokemon edition or something like that and i would like create all these photoshops and videos you know making fun of people and kind of setting the stage for a fun year so, and then we also created a group chat, which I think is one of the most special things about all of this. And it kind of became like its own little, I don't know how you describe it, Chris. It became its own thing. The Ash chat. It was like, everybody knew yes. about it. And it wasn't just about fantasy football. It was like a secret cult chat that everybody knew about. And like nobody, Club 33. Yeah. And everybody wanted to get in. <laughs> so like... It was just the members and like legacy members. If somebody quit, they were allowed to stay in unless it became a problem. Uh, so like all your, but like, it would be like, not just fancy football. It'd be all year long that we would just talk about whatever. And once it, it was, it, when I first started down, when I first downloaded WhatsApp, it was by far the most active group chat I've ever been in in my life. Yeah. There was only like 10, 10, 11 people in there, but it was every day there was conversations, things coming up, gifts. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, was, active. it was like a lot of people just talked about football at first and it was football for a while. And then during the off season, it would just start taking a weird route into whatever people were into. And, but it was fun. I mean, we stayed connected. Like I think that gave birth to a lot of other group chats that I started having on WhatsApp because I was like, this was so successful at keeping people together and talking and planning things that, uh, other group chats needed to follow suit. So, um, yeah, that was how the shit show that that league that we created at Cal Poly uh, started off as a CPP engineering league. It turned into the annual shit show after several years of debauchery. And uh, yeah, it's kind of got its own little thing now. And two people here, Ryan and Chris, are a part of it. 
Um, I would love to hear. I made it, baby. Yeah, I'd love to hear your guys' perspectives coming from Chris, who's been in it for a long time, probably since the beginning, and then Ryan, who's like a fresh virgin sacrifice to our <laughs> yearly competition. I'd love to see uh, what you guys think of all of it. You know, what, one, of my, one of my favorite memories is the first time we realized the acronym that we just said like, hey, let's call it the annual shit show. And they were like, wait, is our acronym ASS? Yeah, it wasn't planned that way. We didn't start with ASS and go to annual shit show. We were just like, yeah, this is yeah. a shit show. This is like an annual shit show that we get ourselves involved in. And then somebody pointed out, was like, dude, the acronym is ASS. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is fun. Oh, yeah. This is good. Worked out great. The uh, uh, one of the uh, st- one of the first ones we were in. One of the first drafts we did. We got all together and we had a we had a big high roller rolling. He's like, "Hey man, I did all the research and I know exactly who to draft in the first round." And the most famous was the Steelers defense. <laughs> that was Matt. <laughs> so that Steelers defense, we we all were like shocked, like whoa, he just went there. He's like, yeah, I heard it was good. And then in retrospect, you know, if and if you know anything about fantasy football, uh, uh, if you draft a defense before like the eighth round, eighth round, you're gonna have a problem. Yeah, it's not something you should value. You get it at the very end, and definitely not with the first pick, which should be your most important guy in all of your fantasy football draft. Mm-hmm. And, and Matt then, did it. What a champ! Yeah, <laughs> it's it's been cool going to all the different places. Like uh, you know, the 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 idea that everyone was was more or less down. You know, it'd be like, hey, we're going to Denver this year. I was like, oh, cool. I always wanted to go to Denver. We go to Denver, Denver. We hang out. We do all kinds of cool stuff. We do the draft, and then Kansas City. We got to do that. Anchorage, Seattle. It was it was pretty cool to go all those areas. It was cool to see the people spread all over the country. You know, we got a guy in London. We got a guy in Seattle. We got uh, a couple of people in Denver, San Diego. So it's, you know, you have all these people all over the place, but I feel like we're talking in the group chat somewhat reg- regularly that it doesn't seem like they're, you know, been gone for so long. Yeah. It would be really cool to do a draft in London or, I mean, I always dreamed of like doing the like stereotypical, like big baller Vegas, like fantasy football experience. There you but, go. But like nobody has balled out enough to like front the whole fucking vacation, which is like <laughs> what it would take to get all the people to go there. It's like drop everything. I booked a suite. I booked the freaking Raider stadium to do our draft in the like a little like suite or, you know, like something really cool that you see on TikTok. Like that's my dream. All time. dream. That's what I was. I was just listening to a fancy pros video where those guys just got back from Vegas doing their draft. And they said they would be in this like giant conference room of a hotel. And there would just be these pockets of all these leagues doing their draft with like couches and tables and giant TVs and stuff just laid out. And they said, you're walking around. Everyone's on edge. Everyone's got this super duper knowledge of the football world. Yeah. I love the offline drafts. You see, like I used to watch that. You ever watch that show, the league, back when it was on FX, like it was about like a group of people who play fantasy football and it was more like just a sitcom, but kind of had the theme of fantasy football. But anyways, like they always did their drafts, like on the big board and you would go up and write your guy on the board and say, this is who I'm taking and shit. It was like so much cooler than just like clicking a button on your cell phone. Uh, I always wanted to do that too. We well, can buy the kit that has you all can. the players. You can, but so we did at my office last year, we just shut down the office and the only people allowed in the office were the people participating in the fantasy football. You literally couldn't stay to work. Our boss nice. everybody out. <laughs> That's what I always try to explain to people. Like, it's not really like, I don't like football. Football's stupid. 
Oh, watch. It's so much more than football. I feel like it's more of just like a team building experience, you know, like if you make it that way. I think it's really talk, talking smack to each other. The, the lot the, doing the draft. So obviously at the beginning of the year, you do the draft and then you kind of do waivers and stuff throughout the year. But the draft party have been some of the, like the most memorable experiences that I've had. Everyone gets together. We're making fun of each other. We're yelling at each other. We're drinking a lot, probably drinking too much. And you may be like doing a few events around there and it really brings it together. So last year, uh, Ryan's first year, Chris had won the previous year. So he kind of got the honor to uh, kind of like, you know, do a thing before the draft, kind of like a ceremonial thing. And our theme that year was uh, like a secret society, like blood cult kind of thing. And so Chris took upon himself to do a whole like initiation ceremony for like Ryan and the other guy that was new. And it was like, such a good mix between like what the fucking like cringe and like what this is awesome it was just everything everybody's just like please don't ever let chris win again because that ceremony was like too much yeah like a Steve, bowl of Steven is, with a skull in it or crown steven is totally trying to play this off but i messaged steven is like steven i got i got us robes i got us cult robes he's like oh no way sweet so so we get there i give him his robe i get my robe we have like a candle we light it up we put a speaker out there we put on some creepy music and then so we start walking out with the hoods on and it was a, steven's all into it it was a, it was a really fun <laughs> idea when we were brainstorming it dude but like the day of when i'm putting on my robe i was like this is the fucking dumbest, dumbest thing i'm ever gonna fucking do in my life and i'm like there's people out there people's wives are there and shit they're all just watching us because it's like we brought everybody over for like a barbecue and a draft and there's just like randos there too and we're just like coming out in ropes in a candle i'm like oh my god what the fuck it was it was, it was a very memorable moment of my life <laughs> yeah they i think i think yeah ryan he's just like what did i just get myself into but i think i think we just saw the line of where you know people are comfortable with and we're like we're gonna step over this and we're gonna let you know you're in the shit show but now dude, that's the whole point it's like i always tell people like when we would go on vacations and stuff and then when we do this it's like let's not just be cool let's make a memory like yeah it might be silly or dumb but like you're always going to remember the time that chris came out in a robe and pulled a fucking crown out of some jello cauldron or some shit oh, it was so good dude we we got it on video somewhere yeah. but it's a uh, you know the 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 pitch i had for it was you know we did the initiation and then uh i was thinking of if there's any harry potter fans out there you know when they're in the uh they just finished doing the the goblet of fire and they're in the garden and he's like he has to like cut his hand off and he puts it in the in the cauldron and then he puts like some blood in the cauldron and he puts this in the cauldron and then it starts bubbling up and like the dark lord voldemont comes out that's exactly what i was going for so i was like i had this cauldron there and i put red jello in it and so i was like dropping and mixing stuff in there and then i and then i reached down in there and i felt around everyone's like what's going on and i pulled out a crown and i said i said uh uh beware mere mortals the dark lord has returned and i put the crown on my head because i was the champion the year before oh my god it was phenomenal the best part about all this and what we're forgetting is right it was, we we expanded the league to 12 people meaning we brought in two new guys that year actually we brought in three new guys um yeah. 
and this was their first experience with us in like the draft. And they probably thought this is like something we do all the time, all of our drafts. And like what weird ass fucking group did they get themselves involved with? But like legit every other draft has been like a pretty normal hangout or like I'll bring some goodies that are like just little, like goodie bags, but like nothing ceremonial. Like Chris took it up a notch and I'm a little oh, sad. Yeah, I thought this was a, I thought it was a normal thing for you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's a little sad because the guy who won it last year lives in London and I know he's not going to do a goddamn thing. For Lame. <laughs> I, I can go pull him out of his home and make him do something. Yeah. Ryan, there you, you need to go to his house while he's drafting and be like, what up? Send, send me his address and I'll go down the store. <laughs> Dude, he just met up with Josh. Josh was over there and, Met up with him. There you go. We'll see. Steven, you don't have to worry because I'll win again this year, and then next year I can make it rain all over again. Well, Chris, I am in a, a couple other leagues with you, and based on what I've seen you draft in other leagues, I'm not too worried about you winning. Oh, there's still time. Well, also, it's also my personal mission to defeat Chris this year. Yeah, I had <laughs> a question for you, Ryan, because a new a new yes. development happened this year, and everybody knows about uh, Ryan's longstanding rivalry with his brother, and um, they have decided to join forces to take on this league together. And I'm wondering if you think talk about taking two feral cats, put yeah. them in a bag together and just shaking it up real quick. Yeah. Ryan... It's all been a long con to bring down your league. Ryan, are you worried at all that this might affect your chances of becoming a champion? No, no, no. no we, we've been planning this all along. Oh, you, don't, you don't understand the trouble you've gotten yourself. In no, I, forever. I, all I heard were threats of, if you invite my brother in this league, I'm going to fucking, <laughs> I'm going to cancel friendship. <laughs> This is mine. <laughs> I I made a comment in the chat the other day. Like Ryan's brother said, like, "Oh, th- thanks, th- thanks for the favor, man. I appreciate that." And I'm like, "No, no, no. The favor, the favor is all mine. As you did us a favor, and you're stepping into Ryan's team and pulling it out of the gutter." Yeah. And boy, did Ryan not like that comment. Oh no, <laughs> Chris, we were we were neck and neck last year, and there was one game that decided whether one of us went to the playoffs. So don't act like you beat the shit out of me. Ryan managed to almost make the playoffs by not changing anything on his roster. The entire <laughs> yes, absolutely I mean, zero. No, that's not true. I made a couple of swaps throughout just because I picked such a well oh, team we from the very beginning. You know, it's fun. It's fun. Long story short, our fantasy football league was more than just about football. It was a way of keeping our league together. It's created some of my favorite memories. So, uh, Maybe one day we'll go over some of those memories, but I don't want to take up everybody's time. Very disappointed to miss it this year. I am very like, yeah, Ryan's going to be in London, so he won't, he'll miss the draft, but which is probably the best part of any league. Mm-hmm. I think that was the real thing there. I don't, I don't think Ryan was like, hey, I w- I've always wanted to team up with my brother. I always wanted to take take down the ass league with my brother. I don't think that was the case. I think Ryan, for some reason, he didn't read the bylaws that said we draft every Labor Day weekend, and he decided to go to the other side of the planet for Labor Day weekend. Yeah, and be like, oh, I can't draft. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. Well, he decided to travel somewhere that's like nine hours ahead, and. And like, who's going to want to be on their phone during vacation drafting? You know, we try to do it like early morning for like Americans so we can just like draft and then like do something with the rest of our day, you know, so Ryan would not have that. It would be at nighttime for him. But you know, there, there's another thing too. When when it first started, it was just, uh, it was actually one of the first drafts we did. I feel like there was five of us living in a house in Pomona and we did the draft in the living room. And so it's cool to see where it went from there to where it was just a bunch of college guys just having a great time. And so now a lot of us are married 
And so there's this like uh, there is this celebrity theme show on the horizon. It's called the Ladies of Ass. <laughs> that are all the all the wives behind the scenes and the ones that were brave enough to like travel to Denver and travel to Colorado. And there was uh, was it the Denver one where we drafted in the basement? So all the, so all the dudes are in the basement for three hours doing this draft and the, the wives are upstairs. They made us breakfast. It was really awesome. But I was always wondering, I was like, were you guys bored or anything? They were like, we just couldn't believe it lasted three hours. We were all yeah. just sitting around like, are they done yet? Dude. Did you say, did you say house in Pomona, Chris? The Denver one almost yep. broke the league. I'm going to share my screen real quick. Did you live at this house? The one in Phillips ranch? Technically. I, I have no idea. I'm going to share this with you. Dude, the Denver draft almost broke us. Is this your house, Chris? Uh, it's really hard to this? see. No, uh, I don't think so. Is there a better picture? No, no, there's not. That was okay. Bob first group. I don't think I ever knew you guys back when, when I lived in the Pomona house, Chris was newly single and I was like newly single. It was like the bachelor pad. Yeah. I feel like we spent more time. Uh, well, we met Ryan. We spent more time with the other groups that we had when Stephen and I, we moved out of that Phillips Ranch Pomona house and moved into Placentia. Placentia. Yeah, there you go. At that point, then. That's when we met Ryan. Yeah, that's right. And Because he, he, I got invited to the Cornhole Castle. And for the life of me, I was Googling <laughs> Cornhole Castle and could not figure out where it was. <laughs> Yeah, that Denver draft almost broke us because we were all like newly married, and I think Mel was pregnant at the time. There was just like too many cooks in the kitchen at that point. There was a lot of personalities in that house, and everybody was rubbing each other the wrong way. And I think at one point we're all just like, you know what? There might not be a next year, and we all. (laughs) That's right. We've been through a lot, but those type of memories that bring us together. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah. When you when you when you hear this in four weeks, so oh oh oh, Stephen, one one last one last pick. So the the, the, the viewers, Lions are winning the Super Bowl next the, Sunday. If you're listening to this right now, next they play on Thursday, so I don't know why. Yeah, talk about go. the Super Bowl, Stephen. That's a joke about how long it's going to take for this episode oh, to get oh, uploaded. Uh, I see what you did there, dude. That is actually so, a good geez. joke. That's a good joke. I'm sorry, I'm so stupid. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> so so Stephen, the viewers want to know who are your sleepers this year. Okay, now I'll, I'll divulge some sleepers. Uh, I think one sleeper that everybody should know about is that guy that used to be good. His name is Dalvin Cook. and Oh, baby. You can get him for pennies right now, and he's the number one running back on the Jets because Brees Hall is being carefully brought back into the office offense. And then uh, I think another name that I've been hearing, and I don't personally know how good he's going to be, but there's a Washington commander receiver by the name of John Dotson. And he's going to have to step into a lead role because the main dude got injured and everybody, all the experts I listen to say this dude is like legit as fuck. And I haven't personally watched him at all because I will never watch commander football until they're good. <laughs> so what about, what about Calvin Ridley? I don't think Calvin Ridley is a sleeper because he's high priced and everybody knows about him and everybody's been hyping him up on TikTok. So I would just say uh, he's like a, right. he's like a breakout candidate more like he hasn't played in two years and you know, he's going to probably be really good and you can, you're, you're getting him for like kind of at a discount right now. Cause he hasn't played in a while. 
can't think of any other sleepers off the top of my head. And if I could, I probably wouldn't tell you because I'm going to have a very Aaron Rodgers. Oh, baby. What, 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 what's my name? I think, I think that's, or no, his, his, anytime someone gives him a hard time, he goes, wait, who are you? And then the other guy responds. He's like, wait, who are you? He's like, no, no, no. People know who I am. People don't know who you are. Yeah. Chris, who's your sleeper then, bud? Um, Johan Dotson was one of them. Actually, it was that one. And (laughs) the one, the one that I'm, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm like dipping my toe into is the uh, Drake London. So, cause I had him on my dynasty league. And so he was supposed to be like the number one wide receiver pick his rookie year, but he got on the Falcons and that freaking Cordrell Patterson guy just like stole the show. So I think, I think he's talented. I'm, I'm like hoping this is his year, but I'm guessing he's probably going to need another one to two years to really take off. I like Drake London. Their quarterback stinks though. And they have like a run happy head coach. Um, Oh, another one that I thought about is there's a rookie wide receiver in uh, Seattle that everybody's losing their fucking shit about. Well, but he got injured. Though. He's back at practice already. Oh, snap. Really? Jackson the, oh, Smith and Jigba or something like that. Yeah. I was going to ask you to pronounce his name because he's got three of them. Uh, people just call him JSN because it's a fucking crazy name. Mm, there you go. All right. So, St- Stephen, have you seen any crazy drafts? Um, like uh, like I had a I had a work league where someone drafted. uh. Patrick Mahomes was the seventh overall pick. They also picked up uh, two tight ends and another quarterback in the first seven rounds. In my family Solid league, uh, there was a, um, one of my cousins. Uh, her first pick was Kelsey, normal. Her second pick in the second round was Mark Andrews. So that's the craziest thing I've seen so far. Oh, wow. I saw a TikTok video where a guy, uh, he, it was one of those ones where you take the sticker off and you put it on the board on who you pick. So he picked, uh, so he reached for, uh, Bijan Robinson, but after the draft is over, he got real close and realized it was Brian, Brian Robinson. Oh, I would throw, the, I would throw hands with somebody. I'd be like, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah. You know what I meant. You know what I meant. Stop being cute. Now that's what I call ass. Yeah. He has one of the things that I made for one of the fancy. There's a whole CD in there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I still have the coin. Yeah, you got some songs on the back, the shit yeah. bags, the this. So this was the one. Oh, you know, this was actually the year where uh, we had one year where you took each person and everybody else had to make up their team name. Yeah. Now, the way that we did that is we the theme was like uh, it was it was a battle of the bands concept. Oh, yeah. So it was like so everyone else made a band name for you. Yeah. And I kid you not, like, dude, people were take going all the stops out. They were take, digging up any kind of dirt they could and slinging at each other. And you see these big list of all these names that just make fun all of you. All the names are on the back it of it, that CD, right? Was it? Yeah. yeah. The uh, the oh yeah yeah. So right the the I, I see here you got the you got the names of them, but it's the so we had the shit bags. That was Steven. Yeah. The uh, the what you taste like. That was Sterling. <laughs> DUI and the blowfish. Dewey and the Dewey and the blow sh- blowfish. Yeah, yeah, but 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 DUI. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the Tijuana whorehouse. Yeah, Alex. The SS areolas. Oh, that's Ryan. G- Jesus fucked my mother. <laughs> Sweet Hawaiian shirt of mine. That was I was I, I think I think I might have came up with that name and I was very proud of it. Uh, Tiva Divas. Uh, a story to remember. That was me. Yeah. 
and then the cable yankers. I don't know what cable yankers. Who is that? Yeah. Well, actually, oh, hmm, yeah. cable yankers was Ian because uh, one time when we were all at the Pomona house and we were watching a movie oh. late, he came. He had like a practice in the morning, and he came out and ripped the cable out of the TV. and says every five minutes. <laughs> He's like yelling about how we we're like, making <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I like it. I like it. It's good stuff. Oh dang, dude! Look, look, Steven even made like a uh, like a band MLXE. Like, see, there's Hicks right there. Yeah, man, dude, we got some we got some money in here. The the oh shit bags. This is emo Steven right here. Emo Steven. Yeah, so, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. We got to post it. Post it for all the audience out there. Man, I I need to get those scanned up on the, the oh Google, dozens of them. The Google Drive. <laughs> You're still sick, Steven. No, <laughs> I fucking the, the, hear it. They can't lie to me. No. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, dude. Have a kid. You're always somewhat sick. Oh yeah, you're not. All right, Angel. Let's end that topic if you don't. No, want. very cool. Uh, I love that topic, man. I'm gonna tell you right now. I think it's a beautiful thing that's going on that you guys have going on. Uh, it makes me happy to see a group of people starting from college, like you said, continue through the tradition. I love everyone is that everyone's committed. Everyone's willing to travel and make it a priority. I love the connection you all make, uh, and it's a beautiful thing. You know, it makes me happy to hear that you keep the tradition alive. Um, I love, like I said, hearing that backstory. Uh, it makes me happy uh, to hear Ryan got a chance to experience it, that tight brotherhood. He's holding up that stupid. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, oh, you're stupid. Um, and uh, <laughs> listeners, he's holding up the CD, and it's, Steve, and it's Steven's Steven. butt naked. Naked, but the yeah. hole and the the hole is <laughs> the CD hole in the center. You can put you your see, finger through, and it looks like his that, penis that is picture on the out. CD is deceptive because it looks like his nipples are tattooed in that picture. Yeah, so that doesn't oh. do it justice, dude. I I don't know, man. I that's one of that's a work of art right there, man. I actually went all out. That was the. Uh, was that the Alaska draft? No, which one was that? Mm. No, Alaska draft was when I made the whole like Super Nintendo like game. And then yeah, I put it. I in think a this box. was. Oh no, this <clears throat> this was Kansas City because you put everyone's posters on the walls. Yeah, that's really gonna hurt your future presidential run, Steve. I think people <laughs> would just say, "Hey, man, he's a really cool guy, and he led a really cool yeah. like fantasy football league, and I think he deserves to be president because yeah. he's got good really vote get, for him." All the, all the stories of you shitting in bags and that CD is just gonna be the coup de gras. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't uh, qualify to be president because I have a pooping problem. <laughs> I'm just more relatable. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan I'll, I'll have you know that the shitbags struck gold when they produced their first number one hit, Bag of Shit. <laughs> While many believe this to be a one-hit wonder, the shitbags entered into a battle of the bands as the clear-cut favorite. So, so Steven obviously has like a fetish for shitting in bags. because I didn't pick my team name. No, no. <laughs> Everyone else picked his team name. <laughs> That's How what we convenient. came up with. How convenient. <laughs> Dude, that, that is making me feel like I didn't do enough work for this year, Chris. All right. Well, step up your game. I made like I made like necklaces last year. I and mean, I was like, I felt like last year, the necklaces, everybody was like, yeah, whatever. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to put that much effort into this anymore. And I had like a CNC machine shop, like cut out custom like pendants for necklaces and shit. Oh, yeah. And I'm I like, got that one right here too. Yeah, I have one right here. And I was like, Dude, this I have that. It's cool. Anyways, I, I also feel like the similar thing, Angel, with this podcast. It's like, you know, you commit to it and you get to know each other a lot. Like, I didn't, I don't know if I knew you guys as well as I do now. 
after sharing war stories and all these things that we share each and every other week. And just wait, Stephen. Once we finally get paid, it's going to be just drugs and hookers yeah. and everything's going to fall apart. Hey, boy. Yeah. I just can't wait till we do the episode where we all get wasted together uh, and just see where it goes. I can't wait till we uh, like all get back together at Coachella for like one like awesome reuniting tour. There we go. Yeah, we still have to do that pastrami stream. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, so the drunk stream, when we do it drunk, can we also eat pastrami sandwiches? Yes. Got it. We all bring our favorite pastrami sandwich to the podcast. Does it travel well? I don't know. Okay. No, it won't. But I mean, that means that all of them won't travel well. So all they'll right. be on equal footing. Equal playing, all right. Thank you so much, right. Stephen. Um, let's go ahead and bring up the picker. Or the, the... Yeah, spin your fucking wheel, Angel. Here we go. I am praying to Jesus. Oh, we got to wait. Just spin okay. it, bro. Just, just spin it. No. Just spin it. All right. What is it going to be? Who's it going to be? It's Chris. Whoop, whoop. Hey, Chris. Yeah, baby. Why am I always last? We save the best for last. Yep. So that way you'll be the most remembered. Chris, what did you, uh, you're, you're a lucky winner this afternoon, evening. It's like almost 3 a.m. What, uh, what'd you bring for the Coinopians? I'm excited. You know, I think uh, when you have something that works, I think the trick is to uh, copyright it. Make lots and lots of money and just keep doing it because give the people what they want. It works. So today I have another episode of Decisions Were Made. Hold my hops. Oh, what? That's the title of this. Oh, that was the title. Yeah, Hold my hops. I get, oh. that's right. That's right. I got to give it. I got to give it a low key. Like, do you guys watch? Did you ever watch that show? Uh, uh, Ozarks. I watched the Ozarks. Yes. Okay. So did you notice uh, the title? So it would. When to do the title, it would have like four little quick sketch pictures in the emblem. Yeah, that was super cool. And, and that was a hint at to what was going to happen during the episode. And it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So if you guys have not watched it, Ozarks is fantastic. I really love that show. Of that course. I think that's the wrong Ozarks. Oh, you didn't like the ending of it? No. no. Angel just showed his dick. The whole last season was was kind of a cop out and it did, it did not end satisfactory. They me. killed my woman. Which one, Ruth? Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, they, something had to happen, right? She was super annoying, and then she became like Netflix's star, and she started popping up and everything on Netflix. She was in that like, one oh, show that was it. like really funny. It was it was cool. The one that like the catfisher. Oh no, she's like the Finding Anna one. Yeah, she was good in that though. I felt like it was good. Yeah. Her accent was really annoying. <clears throat> That's how she really talked. I have a friend that could like recite her exactly from over Ozarks. We would always be like, "Hey, say say the line." She's all, "What the fuck, Marty?" And it would be spot on. Kid you not? <laughs> You'll have to kill me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like do you do you think that actress? Do you think that's her? Do you think that's similar to her normal personality or did she have to really go to a different place to bring that character? No, she looks like that. Like, I I believe like she, she's a little bit white trash unhinged for sure. What if she's totally like, it's so cowgirl. That's just like kind of posh. No, she's got that ramen hair. She's crazy. The ramen, the perm. I mean, I guarantee that's, (laughs) what is her name? Uh, Julia Garner. I kind of, I kind of like think she's hot. (laughs) Not surprising. Like, so is that your is that your number two uh, blonde chick that you like? It's like kind of like a weird like I don't know why I think she's hot because I don't think she's like a typical 
hot person, mm. but something about her character was like a turn on. I, I, I was about to say, I think I know why you think she's hot. I think you find women that are scary or you're scared of, you find that very, very, they found them very hot. So yeah, with her, you'd look that, at her like, yeah, I'm a little, boner. yeah, a little bit of unhinged. I don't know how it's going to go down. So, yeah. All right, guys. So we got decisions were made today. So let me go ahead and set set the set the ambiance for you. Let's get in, get in close to the campfire <laughs> cowpoke. It was cold. Their breath visible in the dark air. There I stood, focused. I said to myself, "Task at hand. Stay focused." After weeks of preparation, now was the time to work the plan. With a sudden eruption, whoof, on come the lights. We were ready. 140 concrete trucks would arrive over the course of the next six hours as we raced to place a portion of the building slab. A late night turned into a late afternoon as the place, vibrate, screed, finish, socket, and cure phase went off as planned. As the last few bays were watered and covered, I felt a hand on my shoulder. Chris, it's time for the meeting. We drove to the meeting site, sat down, and one of the most hollowed questions I've ever heard was asked of me. What will you be having? You see here, the thing I'm talking about is some of us have had friend with the ID buys me beers. Some of us have had ping pong ball landed in my cup beers. Some of us have had uh, the finished, uh, the I finished my finals beers, but a few exquisite portion of the society has had the almighty after work beers. Most of America has had that. Yeah. But would you say there's a different touch to them? A little more elegance after work beers are second to sushi beer. Sushi beer is the best beer. Sushi beer? The beer you get while eating sushi. Your Sapporo. The cold Sapporo. You sure about that? Love drinking beer while eating sushi. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Do you, do you, do you guys remember your first after work beer? No. Mm. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. Tell me about it. It was just really good to see people like out of the office more comfortable. You know? Like relaxed and just talking about their lives. And it was just a really good time. It was Question. Just a really good time. Does uh behind the dumpster bong hit count as after work? No, that's, <laughs> that's not a beer. It's a bong hit. Cause the oh, first time Ryan I got fucked up after work actually it was still during work. The first time I, it was like this, this, I was a bus boy at a restaurant and he said, Oh my God, this other bus boy says, Hey man, come out to the dumpster real quick. So I went out there and he had a big bong. He said, take a hit. So I took a big hit. And I was so fucking high. And when I went back in, a table just got sat down and I had to go like ask them for their drinks. And it was like this big black family. And I, I was so fucking high. And dude, they were saying all these complicated drinks that I couldn't fucking remember. <laughs> Understand. <shit>. I couldn't <laughs> remember it. And I was so high and the boss was nearby and I was like, dude, he fucking knows. I was supposed to leave. And not leave. <laughs> it was but no, we used to drink beers in the refrigerator at Round Table Pizza. In the refrigerator? Work. That's an at-work beer. That's not an after-work <laughs> beer. <laughs> yeah. But I like the idea of drinking in the freezer because there's nothing worse than when your beer starts warming up. It's like the walk-in cooler freezer thing. And we yeah. would always go in there and drink a bunch of the beer. And the boss would always be like, uh, 
where did all the beer go? <laughs> and he knew we were fucking around, but he couldn't prove it. So he was just like, don't drink the beer. It's like we so we would just like take ones out of the very back and pour it in. Solid. During work beers. Well, well that, that story here, there was my very first after work beer. And that magical day when they said, what will you be having? I panicked because I had not uh, ordered a, you know, something above a Coors Light, you know, and I was thinking, well, I can't order a Coors Light. I mean, I'm in company. I'm I'm there with my boss and with the, with the field guys. And, you know, we got to make an impression. So I, so I switched, uh, you'd be surprised. My, uh, I had, I had two superintendents that they only drink Coors Light. If it's not Coors Light, I don't want it. So at this moment, I panicked, and w- so what I ended up saying was, "I'll have what the boss is having." You want to know what beer he brought me? Coors Light, Coors Light, Stone IPA. Oh. That was the very first time I had ever had Stone IPA in my entire life. I said, "Welcome to the fucking show." Yeah, yeah, right. So, <laughs> so in that exact, and I remember that exact moment. The meeting location was the Tilted Kilt, and. The we started with one stone IPA, and I remember I had to go home because I was working on the fourth stone IPA. Now, if you've ever enjoyed one stone IPA, multiple together at one time is just you go to a whole nother planet. So, my question to you guys is Have you ever had stone? No, never beer. Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, I'm a San Diego boy, man. That's in my blood. Oh, well, Remember, do you want to make a resort, Christopher? There's yes. a stone resort, and it just never yes. happens. That's right. That's right. One of these days they will. Well, you know, for 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 you guys, do you guys want to share with all the uh, listeners out there, out there, all the Coinopians? Um, tell them about Stone. Yeah, what's Stone about? Oh, okay, it's an IPA. Stone is the, like the biggest craft beer in America. Or what? Yes. And they. Amen, brother. <clears throat> it's no longer craft beer. They've sold I guess out. You can't call it craft beer anymore. But in a time where all we had was Anheuser Busch and like Miller, um, there was a little company in San Diego called Stone that was making really strong beers, and they paved the way for all these other little breweries to pop up. Um, they became a really big deal, worth quite a lot of money. Uh, because they made really awesome beer and had really cool places to drink it, like breweries, like what we'd go to now. So they created, they started that whole trend, as far as I know, in this in SoCal. Anyway, yep, I think that was it. The whole uh, their first location, they were in San Diego, and they were just looking for an empty warehouse. They said, "We're going to buy this warehouse. We're going to brew beer here, and we're going to let people come into the warehouse to drink our beer." Like what? You're not going to like ship it out to bars or dive bars where people could go to. They're like, nope, they're coming right here. And they could tour the facility if they want to. And they their, take- mm-hmm. their tour sucks. What? They have one of the worst tours. Wow. Wow. Which stone breweries have you been to? I've been to two of them. I've been to the one in San Diego that's like up in the hills. Yeah. That's gonna, you know, that one's, one's super nice. That's the OG. I like that one a lot. That's the OG. Yeah, that one's super OG. nice. It's great. Garden. The tour, the tour is trash because it's like take you into a room. Show you a couple of jar of hops, and then if you're lucky, you get to have a couple of tasters. Yeah. Other than that, gotcha. the tour sucks. It's a waste of time. But the the property is beautiful. And then they have like another another one like inside San Diego, like kind of by old town. <laughs> I, from I, what I, I remember. I, I love how Ryan's just calling everything San Diego. Liberty and Station. It's, it's 
Yeah, it's Liberty. Yeah. That one's Liberty Station. The other one's Escondido. You, you. Ooh, sorry, Mr. Hoity <laughs> Hardcore Stone oh, fan. Don't worry, Ryan. I'd call it San Diego too. Yeah, it's all San Diego. San Diego to me. Yeah. But so, 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 Ryan, you you said you said the tour was boring, but you said the place was cool, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What'd you like about but the yeah. place? I mean, like the. Um... Once you go out like the outside area where they have like the uh, the beer festivals, where it's like nice and grassy, there's waterfalls, and it's just, it's a very pleasant day just to hang out there. Their food, yeah. eh, eh, I could do with or without their food. It's not great, but the location's great. You really can't go wrong drinking craft beer in San Diego, though. I had a really good meal there recently, actually. What, Jeff? I had um, some sort of uh, huli huli chicken. It was like a Hawaiian chicken, like, like a barbecue chicken. That's what I was about to say. It sounds Hawaiian. <laughs> the 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 funny thing is, if if you, I feel like if you go to a random brewery like in Placentia, they just have a taco truck pulled up outside. But if you go to Stone, they're they're they go they take like I, I feel like they're going for culinary. They're going for edgy. They're looking to take something in a different direction. So I'm not surprised that Ryan wouldn't be that excited about it, but. You know, they'll be like lobster tacos or they'll have uh, uh, quail knots or kind of different little tidbits there. But all, I remember all their food is very unique. I appreciate the effort. I do. Yeah. You know, because most of them are just food trucks. Uh, I think one of my favorite breweries in terms of the food that they have is Firestone up in like central California. Yeah. The barbecue. Mm-hmm. That's a good spot. Wait, that's not the same <laughs> thing? No. Wait, wait. <clears throat> it's the 808 beer company firestone db yeah. oh okay gotcha. so it is yeah. the same yeah that, that, i don't know what came first did spot. the barbecue come first or did the beer brewery come the brewery first? came first it was all built around that yeah but that that's a regular stop whenever we road trip to northern california either on the way up or on the way down we usually stop there for drinks and, and food it's a good choice good spot did, good spot so ryan when you were in the liberty station stone did you happen to use the restroom while you were there well you know christopher I, i've only been there once and that was for your bachelor party and by the time we got there i was already pretty blitz so <laughs> <laughs> nice nice well so steven so steven you've used the bathroom at liberty station right yes would you say it's a different kind of bathroom uh very different especially last time i was there they were playing hard fucking metal in the bathrooms it felt like i was at like knott's very farm in one of the what? horror mazes they're playing like metal rock, like hard metal, oh, like God. in the bathrooms. And then when you go to the sinks, it's a communal sink. So like you look up and you can see all the women washing their hands and the men are washing their hands on one side. It's like a tri- kind of a trippy experience because it's like kind of like you're in a cave. I don't know. It's a really cool bathroom. Yeah. So it, it's like a, it's it, it's it's the bathrooms are truly two separate rooms. So the idea is when you walk in the bathroom, you walk by this long row of sinks that are this, they're tied to the same sink in the women's restroom. So there's no wall in between the two. But then when you walk past the sink, there's a wall that you turn and go around. That's where like the bathrooms are. So you're not really like looking into their bathroom, but you look up and if you wanted to use the mirror, the mirror is behind the ladies or the mirror is behind the guys. So you need to look past the person in front of you to see the mirror. So it's kind of a trippy design. So, but uh, do you guys happen to know what the stone, uh, uh, they have a logo or an emblem or a theme or something that describes them? Do you know what that is? No stone left unturned. Penis. 
Mm, like a gargoyle, like a devil gargoyle looking thing. Gar- yeah, yeah, devil's close, but it was gargoyles specifically. So their logic on the gargoyle, so they have this iconic gargoyle that they put on everything. And they say gargoyles are historically known as protect. They put this on their beers uh, as they're historically known as protectors against evil spirits. Since the beginning, our stone gargo- gargoyles have has repeated represented our ceaseless quest to create the most awesome beers imaginable. Think of the gargoyle as the big friend that's got your back, ever vigilant, ever watchful, the evil, ever humble servant. And he defends against bad hops. So they got kind of, they, they have a little, I would say they have a little bit of a cult following. Would you say so, Steven? Big time. Yeah. Maybe it's a little different in the last few years, but before they sold out, or maybe still like there is like really devoted people that have like been with them. I feel them like it's toned down a lot. It's toned down a lot. It's more like just like a public experience now. It's like Disneyland. But. Yeah. But I still next, pick up their beer. It's solid. They were making really good IPAs for a long time. Like a lot of people make good IPAs now. You can find your favorite brand. They all make good IPAs. They all make yeah. seven, eight different types of IPAs. So it's not really. I, 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 I felt like Stone was the first, like their design of the IPA uh, created the West Coast IPA, right? I mean, that's like an iconic thing now. You have East Coast IPAs and then this West Coast IPA. And I really feel like Stone and the other San Diego foundational breweries did that. Just mean maximum hop flavor, like you're drinking straight up marijuana. Yeah. You know, you know, Steven, I think I might pose the question from the viewers. Why you call it an IPA? India Pale Ale. Why? Isopropyl alcohol. Uh, no, I think it has to do with this. Like the, the... <laughs> Sorry. I'm pretty sure it has to do with the, the hops that they put in it or something about spices. I don't know. Something. Well, I, I believe they, it, it was like spiced away so it wouldn't go bad on like long trips. Ding, ding, ding. Ryan's got it. So you have Britain ruled the world and they had colonies in India. But they were the English brewers were struggling because by the time the beer got there, it was shaking around. It was warmer temperature, and so it was flat and terrible when they got to India. So they had to figure out how to fix that. So what they did is they put more hops in there to really spice it up and crank it up. And in doing so, it was able to survive the trek. So they coined it the Indian Pale Ale. McLovin's favorite beer. There you go. Uh, anyone know why Britain was in? India during this period? They were everywhere. Because they want to conquer the world. Probably point out that this IPA was, uh, it was, it was found, it was, its foundationalness was in the 1760s and it was more streamlined by the early 1800s. So why do you guys think Britain was in India during that time period? They wanted tiki masala recipes. Gotcha. And how do you get those? How do you get tiki masala recipes, Ryan? Um, You go into their kitchen and steal their cookbooks. There you go. You colonize them, right? <laughs> so, so, so the is it up there? <laughs> so, so during this time period, the British were colonizing India. Were they? Were the British colonizing anywhere else in the world at that time? Around the seventeen sixties. Hold on, Australia. Yes, but bigger. America. America, right? (laughs) So, uh, 
In the late 1700s, a very special visitor arrived in India to oh, test this Indian man. pale ale. Christopher Columbus. It, n- no, no, he. <laughs> <laughs> no, on so many levels, no. <laughs> hero. So, I love that guy. So this man steps off the boat in India, a Sir Charles Cornwallis. Does that name sound familiar? It does sound familiar. Think deeply. Late 1700s, General Cornwallis. Ring a bell? No? <laughs> I know the name. General? <laughs> General Cornwallis was the general. Nope, he was the general. Shut up, Ryan! Uh, <laughs> Don't say fucking cornflakes. Is it cornflakes? <laughs> it is not cornflakes. So General Cornwallis led the British against the United States in the War for Independence, and he got he got uh. He got sieged in Yorktown, and he ended up surrendering in Yorktown. When he surrendered, the United States won the war for independence. So he was the general who lost it for Britain, General Cornwallis. See, back in England, Cornwallis was like greeted as a hero. Though he weathered criticism from, you know, losing at, at, at Yorktown. But his post-war career is he went back to the British Empire and then uh, – he took him to India and they wanted him to help colonize India. So while Cornwallis is there, he creates this thing called the Permanent Settlement Act of 1793. And it did two things to people who lived in India. One, it no, this act did not allow them to bear arms. And two, it removed the opportunity for British subjects to own land in India. Instead, they were the people who worked there as British subjects. They were just directed to collect taxes on the land, but they couldn't buy or purchase the land. Meaning, if you lived in Britain, you couldn't move to India, buy some land, develop a farm, and hand it down through the generations. So, why do you think Cornwallis did that in India in the late 1700s? Asshole. Communism? So... So did he have any other experiences where he let people – he let another colony bear arms and he let another colony own land and suddenly that colony didn't want to be a colony anymore? Oh, the US. The United States, right? Yeah, America. So Britain colonized the United States. British people went over there. They bought lands. They bought land. They bought guns. They uprised and said, we're not going to be under British control no more. So Cornwallis, licking his wounds, he goes to India and he says, you know what? I think I know how to fix this, guys. Um, You guys can't own firearms and two, you can't own land. And the concept is he made that rule so that he wouldn't have a repeat of the United States. You sound like a Democrat, Chris. Yeah, unfortunately. What? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a a smart – oh, you're saying Cornwallis. Saying Cornwallis, yeah. sounds like sounds like one of those. One of those. So, so my so my question to you guys is: Do you think it's important to have the ability to own land or not? Yes. Oh yeah. Why? Because I want it. Okay. Greedy. Got it. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Steven. That's actually a really good question, Chris. Why? 
It's important to own land so fuckers can't take it back when they come up with some fucking new rule to take it back. Yeah, well, fuck it, we need this land back for fucking McDonald's. So why do you need the I land in the first the place? Freeway. So why? so Steve so Stephen, you 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 own you own a house, right? Not technically, I haven't paid it off yet. Okay, all right. So you're in the process of owning a house. Would you say you're also in the process of owning the land below your house, with the exception of oil rights? Sure, I was. I would assume that I own the land that I live on. Yep. Yeah, so you, you do own the land. It's just the it's the con, the a low key thing is if oil's ever discovered there, the oil companies probably still own that oil, not you. But you own the rest of the land. Yeah. So now 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 so Steven, so 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 you so you worked hard. You bought this. You put some roots down, right? You said, you know, I'm going to live here. I'm going to develop this house. I'm going to develop myself. I'm going to build a family. When you are old and pass on, what are you going to do with your house, Stephen? Give it to my daughter. Okay. And then let's say she lives there and she's like, oh, this is where my dad put roots down. I want to put roots down. I want to build myself from here. Now, would, would you say if you if you gave your house to your daughter, do you think there's a decent chance it's probably paid off by that point? Yeah. Do you think if your daughter lived a majority of her life in a house that you gave her, do you think that would uh, benefit her or give her an edge in life? Yes. Right. And then let's say, let's say she lived in that house and she kept the roots down and she had kids and her kids grew up in there. And then when she died, she decided to hand them off there. Right. So on a generational level, you're able to take something and keep benefiting your next, your next generation. Now let's say in the, you know, the dark ages, you just, you just worked the land. You didn't own the land. The whole land was owned by the king. So if the king if the king owned or owned your land, or how about this, Stephen? Have you ever rented a house? Oh yeah. Would you say the would you say if you the house that you rented, would you say you care about the house nope. or the land or nope. about the upkeep or about making it nice? No, you only care no. about keeping it not not losing your deposit, right? Yeah, yeah, that's about it. So I think the concept is what made the uh, what made the American experiment work so well is when people got here, that was the idea. And even when the even when the United States won the war for independence, they had like the uh, uh, what was it? Oh, that that act of the the Sooner Act, the Settler Act, where hey, if you can go west and settle the land, you can have it. It'll you will own that land, right? So I think the I think. That was one of the first major times in history where they were they were saying everybody has the right to own land because if people own land, you get buy-in, right? They want the local government to grow and succeed because they have a vested interest because they have land stuck there. Get to the fucking point. So <laughs> the point <laughs> the, the point is a simple question of did you guys think it's important to own land or not? Of course. So, 100%. Right? So, imagine imagine this. You're sitting on your back porch watching American football, drinking an ice cold IPA. Imagine the irony that that represents. You're drinking IPA that was founded on the idea that you should not own land while you're owning land on your back porch. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm. Well, that's a baller move right there. I think it sounds like America. I don't baby. think it's irony because America literally stole 
everything to make its own culture. It literally took from every different culture, every different oh And we made it ours. God. Fucking French fries, that's now ours, bitch. Pizza, Manifest destiny. Ours. You know what? Freedom fries. Burritos. So ours. us drinking our IPAs right. on the front porch is the most American thing you could possibly <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mexican yeah, food. Apple pie and baseball. Mexican food invented in the United States. Football, name stolen from England, but changed the game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we made it better. Yes. Football, yes. what a stupid name for soccer. No. <laughs> stupid name in general. Just don't think about it. Yeah. So, I wow. enjoyed that. I never really no, understood. Thank you so much, Chris. IPA that was, was really cool. I just assumed it was some spice. But I didn't know why they spiced it. Get you more drunker. I don't know. It came from San Diego. It didn't get invented yeah. in San Diego. IPAs were not invented in San Diego. They just popped. No, that's what I heard. Them. That's what I heard, Stephen. You just said it was invented Steven, in San Diego. I, I, the I have the a West Coast for Stephen. They were like the first mainstream IPA. That's what I would say. Yeah, was it? The I, I still say this: the first mainstream West Coast IPA because there is an East Coast IPA, but let's all be honest, it's absolute garbage. Um, so the West Coast IPA is the true IPA of the United States. When I was turning 21 and you'd go to the grocery store, your options for IPA was Stone and that was it. Everything else was like Newcastle, Sam Adams, Boston Lager, Corona. Yep. Like in the only IPA on a grocery store shelf was a Stone IPA. They were the first mainstream IPA. In, the first mm-hmm. IPA in my I experience. Had was but I grew Racer up in 5, baby. Racer 5 was a thing back then, but that was like a Bear Republic beer. That's not even like a popular brewery that you would only get it locally. (laughs) So Chris, you have a very strong connection with IPAs. Um, I know some listeners are not a fan. It's a, you know, very popular amongst a a enlightened few, but for those who also feel enlightened, what would you say to them to, who don't enjoy it to the ones who don't enjoy it? Yeah. It's not, it's honestly, it's not for everybody, but I think, uh, I like to think of, you know, what, what did our parents grow up with? I feel like our parents had like Miller, Budweiser and Coors like, and it was just, it was all kind of the same similar standard beer. I mean, we can probably say that like, obviously in Milwaukee was like, you know, the king of brewing beers and, and the, and Colorado. So I feel like those two areas were more refined, but everyone else just kind of got the same similar beer. Like they all taste about the same. So I think in the early nine, eight, late, late eighties, early nineties, when San Diego said, you know what, I want something different. And I want something that tastes like it's craft. Like they, they, they coined that phrase craft beer. And honestly, I feel like I enjoy craft beer versus your typical, just Budweiser Coors light off the shelf. You know, I think those beers are boring. I want something with a little bit of taste, a little bit of edge, a little bit of, Oh, okay. Yeah. I like this. This is unique. This is different. So, and I think that's where, that's where the West, this, the, the, uh, stone IPA hit it for me. But now that I'm a little bit older in life, it's actually those harsh, hard hitting IPAs. I'm good with like maybe one on the evening or something like that. But, uh, the, I don't even drink them anymore. Yeah. The hazy IPAs have been a lot nicer and softer. I think that's more age uh, appropriate. I don't know myself. when the first time I remember my first IPA very clearly because I was in San Diego about to go to like a baseball game. Very stereotypical for a stone. Um, <clears throat> I was at a bar with some of my buddies from San Diego that I hadn't seen in a while and I wanted to be cool at the bar. So I ordered the stone IPA cause I knew that was like trendy. 
and I've heard about it <clears throat> and it looked like the good beer to get. And so I ordered a stone IPA, no idea what IPAs taste like. Um, got it, tried it. And my first reaction to that sip was, holy shit, that tastes like ass. It's like disgusting. Accurate. But I didn't want to be a little bitch. So I sat there and drank my beer and I yep. drank another one and it became like <clears throat> the hipstery thing, like the whiskey crowd, like it's cool to drink it. So I kept forcing myself to drink IPAs and then like one day it just magically clicked and I, I acquired a taste for it. And <clears throat> from then on out, I was able to drink them. They were good. And then I think what Chris was alluding to now is just like, you get a little older, your stomach doesn't handle shit the same way. And like the stone, a few IPAs will just wreck me. Like I'll just get Are my you saying heartburn. that it makes you poop your pants, Steven? I'll get heartburn. Ooh. Yeah. God, dude. Get really full. IPA hangovers are something else. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Thank you so much, guys, for sharing. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. It's been. You're welcome, Angel. About an hour, 45 minutes. You're welcome. I said you're welcome. Hey. 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 What are you doing? Are you playing Mafia? I'm looking at my phone waiting for you to you play Mafia. No. Steven, did you poop your pants this yeah. week? Yeah. You swiped off. You swiped off. No poop. No poop this week. Wow. Look at your stats. Listeners, Steven's holding up his phone. I am not. Uh, I did not poop my pants this week. Sorry to disappoint you. Damn. You got to make it up to the listeners. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please like, subscribe, send us an email. We're going to read mail again. Uh, oh, you're to fucking liar. At this time, so we'll put it on next time. What are you talking about? <laughs> Anything else you guys want to say? Uh, no one's emailing us. <laughs> I've gotten emails. Go out there. All right. Go out there. Good night, guys. Get one of those IPAs, you buckos. Good night, everybody. Good night, yeah. Jiggery jiggers. <laughs> wow, Stephen. Wait to interrupt, Chris. Chris, I, 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 don't I, I say hope. That, I hope. I hope everyone out there just remembers how San Diego won the the hops arms race. Yeah. Sierra Nevada won. Chico, baby. Sierra no Nevada, way. Sierra Nevada did have a really good pale ale for a long time before IPAs became really popular. <laughs> you, you, you know, when I Googled uh, the first West Coast IPA, there is a picture of Green Flash, Stone, and Sierra Nevada. Those were the foundational guys that they're viewing it as. Made it happen. I love El Segundo Brewery. All right, and we're out. <laughs>